Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 17th, 2023. So what I do on today's word, and I've been doing this for over 25 years, is when we get into the word of God, we see what scripture the Lord wants me to deal with or passage or pericope. A pericope is a unit of thought that must be carried out to its logical conclusion. So sometimes in the Bible, that could be one verse or it could be uh, multiple verses or it could be a whole chapter. In this case, I'm looking at miracle by miracle. We've been studying the miracles of Jesus all year long. This is part 46 of the series. And today we're dealing with the feeding of the 4,000, not really just the feeding of the 4,000, but what happened afterwards. So we've been dealing with that for a few days. And the title of today's message is Spiritual Perception and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about spiritual perception and the Holy Spirit. Put in the chat, say, put spiritual perception and then put, I can see in the spirit. I want you to be able to walk with a, a level of divine perception, insight, revelation, and understanding so you can be able to see and hear and understand. Put in the chat, I see and I hear and I understand. So get ready for the word this morning. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Seeing, hearing, and understanding is critically important. At our church, uh, at, as part of our vision, we declare that at any time when you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, you can be changed by that word that you see, hear, and understand. So seeing and hearing and understanding in the spirit is critically important. And I'm not talking about seeing, seeing and hearing and understanding with your physical body, because we're going to learn today that God is a spirit and he communicates with us spirit to spirit. So I'm talking about spiritual perception. I'm talking about being able to walk with God because he's a spirit. I'm walking with God in the Holy Spirit. I'm led by the Holy, put in the chat, I'm led by the Holy Spirit in all things. I'm declaring this by faith. I'm led by the Holy Spirit in all things. Now, if you're saying, well, Brother Pena, I used to be like that, but I can't hear from God like that no more. I'm not, I doesn't feel like I'm really in sync going all the way back to the pandemic to now. I lost something along when we stopped coming to church and, and, and I don't know, I'm trying to get my groove back. I don't know. I just can't, I'm not tuned in. Okay, well, watch this. Psalms 126 and verse four. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of refreshing, I declare that every dry area in your heart in this season, God is gonna drench it again. I'm talking about a fresh fire, a fresh wind, a fresh infilling. Lord, say, Lord, do it again. I'm talking, he's gonna do it again. No, say no dry areas for me. No dry area. So we're looking at this miracle, the feeding of the 4,000. Sometimes, you know, I, I get on, on these things. I look at a, a miracle or a scripture and the Lord just like, sometimes I deal with it one day and the Lord is like, okay, just move on. And I'm like, God, there's more there. Or it's like right now where I'm like, boom, and he keeps going and going and going. So we, this is like day four of the feeding of the 4,000. But let me tell you what happened again. So in Mark chapter four, Jesus fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. When he was done... Uh, he has an encounter with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees was like, hey, we don't really think that you're from God, right? I mean, we, we you, you keep doing all these miracles. I don't know if this stuff is true. Why don't you do a miracle right in front of us so that we can judge whether, whether or not you're actually from God? 
And Jesus like, don't think that I'm some type of like, you know, this is not a circus. Like, I'm not going to just do some type of trick for you on demand. And and that's not how this happens. And I, nothing shall be done for you. And by the way, just so you're clear, I have nothing to prove to you. And he was frustrated. He was upset. And so he gets onto the boat and he tells his team, man, let's go. And so they get onto the boat. He, they just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and they get onto the boat and they take off. And once they take off from the seashore, once they're away from everybody, it dawned on them, the disciples, his team, that they only have one loaf of bread. And so then they started complaining about, hey, man, were you supposed to bring the bread? No, I don't know. Were you supposed to bring the bread? Oh, man, what are we going to do? We only have one loaf of bread. And there's 13 grown men on this, on this boat. There's 13 men on this boat, and we only have one loaf of bread. What are we going to do? And Jesus like, oh, my God. He's like, Father, this the team you gave me? For real? Is this what we talking about here? He said... Are you talking about having no bread? Why are you talking about that? Do you still not see? Are you, are you not able to understand? Do you have eyes and you can't see? Do you have ears and you can't hear? Come on, man. All right, let me ask you some questions. Okay, do you remember what, what we did before when we didn't have enough bread? I fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. And when we fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves and everybody ate until they were full, how many baskets of food was left over? And they said 12. And they said, okay, well, just now, a few minutes ago, ding, ding, we just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and everybody ate till they were full. And when they were full, we picked up the leftovers. How many baskets of food were left over? And they said seven. He said, come on now. So then Jesus said, do you, if you remember these things, how is it that you still do not understand? Why? Because they were not spiritually perceptive. What does this mean to you today? I'm going to answer this question about, you know, basically dealing with spiritual perception today. I have four things to share with you in this morning. I need you to open up your heart to receive. Get ready to receive about spiritual perception. Four things. Here's number one. Here we go. Spiritual perception is critical to successfully walking with God. Say this out loud and put in the chat. Say, I'm a spirit. So God is a spirit and I'm a spirit. The real me is a spirit. The real me is a spirit and I and, and the real me who is a spirit, it lives in this body. Now the real me who is a spirit also possesses a soul. And the soul is my mind, my emotions, and my will, my thinker, my feeler, my chooser. Now my spirit was born again once I gave my life to Christ, but my soul was not. So I have my thinker, my feeler, my chooser, and my spirit spirit and my soul live in this physical body for right now. Well, one day, one glad morning, when this world is over, I'll fly away. Just like if I put on a jacket, the jacket looks like me because I'm in it. But if I take off the jacket and walk out of the jacket, the jacket falls to the ground. One day, I'm a spirit. So one day, my spirit is going to walk out of this body. And on that day, if I'm standing up, if I'm in the bed, nothing's going to happen. But if I'm standing up, when my spirit walks out of this body, this body, body is just going to fall down to the ground because the real me is a spirit. Well, guess what? God is a spirit. And since God is a spirit and I, my, the real me is a spirit, he's trying to communicate with us spirit to spirit, but, but not through this body. So Jesus, this body is how I communicate with the earth realm. This body is my physical, this body came from dirt and to, to dirt it shall return. And so this body is how I communicate with this realm, but my spirit is how I communicate with God's realm. So Jesus lived his life 
uh, as an example of what it's like to operate in two realms. Put it, put it in the chat. Say, I operate in two realms at the same time. I'm operating in two realms simultaneously once I'm born again. So Jesus was an example of what it looks like to be in this realm, but to get your orders from that realm. <laughs> and so he was living in this realm, but he was living led by the spirit. That's why he could say, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. He was like, no, no, no. I get my orders from headquarters on a daily basis. And, and when I get my orders from headquarters, being in sync with heaven may seem like I'm out of sync with the people down here in this world, but I'm operating in two realms at the same time. Say amen to that. Now, here's, here's the important part of walking and living by faith. When you're led by the Holy Spirit and you walk and live by faith, you're in this realm, but you're, you're of that realm. And, and when you're in sync with that realm, watch this. So you're in sync with heaven, but you live on the earth. You're in sync with heaven, but you live on the earth. And when you're in sync with heaven you, and you live on the earth, you're able to bring heaven to the earth. And so through you, put this in the chat, through me, both realms collide. So I am one of those people. I am an agent of change in this realm. Why? Because I get my orders from that realm. And so through me, heaven is manifested on the earth. And so when Jesus would stand there and be like, oh, you need healing. Well, there's not healing down here in this realm, but there's healing in that realm. Let me bring heaven to the earth. How do I do it? With my faith, I'm bringing heaven to the earth. Bam! He caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise. Why? Because he was in this realm, but he was living in sync with that realm. And so you are the same way. Say this, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You're, you are anointed to bring both worlds together. Through you, both realms can collide. And you, so, so that's how, why? Because you're born again. You're born from above. So you're living in two realms at the same time. Right now, I'm standing up in Haymarket, Virginia, but at the same time, I'm seated, the Bible says, in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, because I'm in two realms at the same time. So you are in this world, but you're not of this world. You're living in this realm, but you're not of this realm. And God gave you his spirit so that you can get downloads from another world, so that you could get downloads from his realm. And when you are led by the Holy Spirit, now you're getting downloads and input from God's realm. So after Jesus taught the parable of the sower, talking about the parable of the soul. This is the mother of all parables. He, he said this, he explained, the disciples came and said, well, why is it that you teach in parables? And why is it that we don't understand this stuff at the time? He said, well, the secret of the kingdom has been given unto you, but those who are outside, to those who are outside of the kingdom, everything that is said in parables, they don't understand it. Why? Because the Bible says, he said, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving. They are ever hearing, but they're not understanding. Why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit. And so they don't understand what I'm saying half the time. So God is able to communicate with us spirit to spirit. He communicates his thoughts, his will, his word, his ways. How? Through the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't happen through the five physical senses. I communicate with this world through my five physical senses, this body, but I communicate with God through my spirit, because God is a spirit. So I must be spiritually perceptive to be able to walk with God. So it's difficult. This is why the Bible says that the first Corinthians chapter two, God gave us a spirit so that we can know the things that he's freely given unto us. God gave us a spirit so that we can understand. First Corinthians chapter two says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has given us, he has revealed those things unto us 
How? By his spirit. For his spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. So it's difficult for a lot of people to receive the things of God because they can't perceive the things of God. Let me say that again. Let me slow down for the people in the back. It's, it's difficult for you to receive what you cannot perceive. So you got to be able to perceive spiritual perception is critical. You got to be able to perceive things in the spirit. So there, there are times when I'm talking to somebody and while they're talking to me and I'm talking to them, they could be talking. And at the same time, I'm oof, the Holy Ghost is just giving me a download and I'm waiting for them to shut up so I can tell them. And then when, when they finally finish talking, I go, OK, this is what I just heard. And then I can just whoo. And so that didn't come. That didn't come from this. That didn't come from five physical senses. No, no, no. That came from God's realm. And so God is a spirit and he communicates with us spirit to spirit. And so God wants you to develop spiritual perception so that you can see and hear and understand. Say amen to that. Even if you're not, if, even if you're saying, Brother Pena, it's hard for me to get, but say, let's do it by faith. Put in the chat, say, I can see in the spirit. I can hear in the spirit. Put in the chat, I have spiritual perception Say amen to that. You got it? All right, number two. Man, that was a lot in number one, by the way. All right, number two. God expects your supernatural experiences with him to help you to develop spiritual perception. The reason why God gives you all of these experiences, and I told you that you can't just know God in a book, is that these experiences with God should heighten your spiritual sensitivity, should heighten your spiritual perception. When the disciples complained about having only one loaf of bread, Jesus was upset not about the loaf of bread. He was upset about their lack of spiritual perception. He had been through so much with them that they had seen so much. Remember, they were handing out fish and the fish was multiplying in their hands. They were handing out bread and the bread was multiplying in their hands. And he was like, do you still not see? How are you... How is it that you still don't understand? Do you have eyes and can't see? Do you have ears and can't hear? He said, do you remember what I did before? Yeah. When I fed these, how many baskets? Uh, 12. How many baskets? Seven. And you still can't see? Like, I mean, come on. He was like, he was saying, you should have spiritual perception by this point. There are spiritual things that are happening around us every day. But for us to benefit from the spiritual realm, you and I, we have to perceive it, believe it, and receive it. Put in the chat. Say, I perceive it. I believe it. And I receive it. <clears throat> we got to perceive it. We got to believe it. We got to receive it. This is why God wants us to see and hear and understand in the spirit. Because once you can see, once you can hear, once you can understand, then that's it. It positions you to walk with God. God walk with you and you get to experience God's best. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, about spiritual perception. Number three, when you are not spiritually discerning, you concern yourself with the wrong things. Put, put in the chat, say, I will not concern myself with the wrong things. When you are not spiritually discerning, you wind up concerning yourself with the wrong things. You wind up stressing out over things that, remember when, when people are freaking out, Jesus was chilling out, right? I mean, so, so there are times where, where you are freaking out when you're supposed to be chilling out, but you don't, you don't know that you're supposed to be chilling out because you don't have spiritual perception. So when you're spiritually discerning, you're not going to freak out over the wrong things. But when you're not, you focus on the wrong things. Jesus is a good example of that. Jesus said, look at John 5 and 19, John 5 and 30. Jesus basically said the same thing in John chapter 5, John chapter 6, John chapter 8, and John chapter 12. He was saying, I only say those things I hear my father say. 
I only do those things I see my father do. I'm living by spiritual perception. The son can do nothing without the father. Only I only do what I see. I only say what I hear. Come on, man. I'm not down here. He says, the son didn't come to this world to do what I want. I didn't come to do what I want. I only came to do what he wants. I, I'm here to do the will of the one who sent me. How do I find out his will? Through downloads. I'm getting downloads from another realm. I'm getting it not through my physical ears, not through my physical eyes. I'm getting it in my spirit. Jesus was frustrated with his disciples because they were focused on the wrong things. They, 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 they were focused on, they were not in sync with God. They were not in sync with his spirit. They were only in sync with the things of this world. And so they were thinking about <clears throat> bread and Jesus could care less that, that they only have one loaf of bread. He was like, come, come on now. Do you remember? Like, dude, we can multiply fishes and loaves. That's not even what you should be worried about right now. As a matter of fact, this is why he said, if anything, you got to be careful not to let the, the yeast of the Pharisees get down in your heart. The, the, those people that we just talked to a few minutes ago, talking about perform a miracle so you can prove to us that you're God. Those people, they don't believe. And it's like their unbelief has contaminated your heart. Because if, if you knew better, I'm in this boat. I mean, like, I'm in this boat. You've seen all the stuff that God has used me to do. And I'm in this boat. And I'm with you. Jesus is on board. And you're complaining about having one loaf of bread? What is wrong with y'all? You're focused on the wrong things. When you are spiritually discerning, you don't allow yourself to be concerned with things that are of no concern to God. Let me say it again. When you are spiritually discerning, when you're hearing in the spirit, you do not allow yourself to be concerned with things that are of no concern to God. In other words, if God is not concerned, I'm not concerned. Okay, God, this is happening in my, in my business. Okay, God, this is happening with my children. Okay, God, this is happening in my marriage. Okay, God, this is happening in my body. And this is what the doctor said. I go ask God. If God says he's not concerned, then I'm not concerned. And so, so I'm only going to be concerned with the things that God is concerned with because I'm spiritually discerning. Say amen to that. All right. And the last point for today, number four, your ability to see or perceive spiritually will directly impact what you're able to do with God and what God is able to do with you. And so it's all about spiritual perception, walking in the Holy Spirit. Jesus had the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. Now, while he was with the disciples, he breathed on them and gave them the Holy Spirit. He breathed on his 12. He also breathed on the 70 and sent them out to perform miracles. And they did. And when they came back, they was like, wow, this is amazing. Like even demons are subject to us when we use your name. And so he sent them out. He said, you can't, this is Matthew chapter 10. He said, you can't even take any money with you when you go. Some of you are going to be arrested. Uh, and when you're arrested and you're brought before people, you're going to be brought before officials and they're going to question you at that time. Don't even worry about what, what to say. My father, which is in heaven, he will give you what to say. He's going to give you the words. Uh, so, so you don't even worry about it. It's in the spirit. And I, and I don't want you to take any money with you because I want you to trust God. And when they came back, he says, hey, when you guys went out, did you lack anything? They said, we lack nothing. Why? Because they were being led by the Holy Spirit. Now he breathed on them. But he doesn't really breathe on us that way because after he ascended up into heaven or after uh, uh, Easter, after Good Friday, he walked on the earth for 50 days. Um, and so, or 40 days, then he ascended up into heaven 10 days later on the day of Pentecost. So 50 days after Good Friday, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. 
And once the Holy Spirit was poured out, then the New Testament church was established. And the New Testament church was established with the outpour of the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Adam lost the Holy Spirit in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came to get it back. So the reestablishment, the reconnection of the Holy Spirit to mankind is what established the New Testament church. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, God gave you his spirit now so that you can know the things that he has freely given to you. So let me tell you something. God gave you a spirit so that you can know three things. Well, a lot of things, but let me just tell you three. Number one, the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. Number two, he gave you a spirit so you can know what he's thinking about on a daily basis concerning whatever you're concerned with, whatever you're facing. And number three, he gave you a spirit so that you can accomplish what he sent you to this planet to accomplish. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit in all things. You and I, put this in the chat, say it by faith. Say, I am led by the Holy Spirit in all things. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. That's how we're supposed to live. I'm going to close with three verses that drive home this point, and then I'm going to release you into the weekend. Let me read these three scriptures for you slowly. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 from the Passion Translation says, let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. So, you know, when you get born again, you come to God with all of these selfish desires. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, but when you get born again, you already had developed plans and desires for your life. And so a lot of these things were selfish. They were birthed in your heart. And when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you will be willing to give up the selfish desires that you came up with on your own. Romans chapter eight and verse five, the Passion Translation reads, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue things that benefit themselves. Let me be clear about this. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and not listen to him. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and still be selfish. So he says, those that are motivated by the flesh are selfish. They only do things that benefit themselves. But those who live, watch this, by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, put that in the chat. Say, I live by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. When you live by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, you are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. God is a spirit and you get to experience spiritual realities on a daily basis. And then Romans chapter eight and verse 14 from the Passion Translation reads, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter one, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. All things that were made were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. Well, if you keep reading in John chapter one, in verse 12, it says that the word was made flesh and he dwelt among us. Then it says he came unto his own and his own received, received him not. Then it says, as many as received him, to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. But in John chapter one, sons of God means baby. Like when you're born again, you're a baby Christian. Romans eight and 14, sons of God means mature believer. And so, so when you receive Jesus, you're a baby. But Paul says, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, then you are a grown-up. You want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So put this in the chat. Say, I am a mature believer. How do I become a mature believer? I'm led by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. Once I'm born again, I have the Holy Spirit, but I don't know how to be led by him yet. So I'm, I'm a baby. 
And babies make dumb decisions and babies cry <laughs> whenever they want milk. And so, yeah, I'm a baby Christian. And so I have the Holy Spirit, but I don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. How do I mature? I learn how to be led by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. Now, Romans 8 and 14, I'm a, I'm a mature believer in Christ Jesus. I'm able to see and hear and understand. Man, I'm about to close this out with a declaration of faith. But today's message, this teaching, this was some good teaching. This is something you may need to listen to again. And definitely, this is something that you need to share with your friends. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord. Your spirit has taken up residence inside of me. I am born from above. I am a spiritual man. I am a heavenly citizen living on the earth. I am an ambassador from heaven assigned to this planet. And I get my orders from headquarters on a daily basis. You speak to me daily and throughout the day. I am able to discern the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. I can see who you call me to be. I can see what you want me to do. And I can see how to get it done. But these are not things that I learn. These are things that I discern. I am able to see in the spirit. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. And I also know that you will make a great impact through me for all the world to see. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, we'll have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you haven't, uh, if you're not subscribed to get my emails, right? So get my notes on a daily basis. I don't know why not. You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I haven't mentioned these things because I have the video at the end, but let me just mention a couple of things real quick. Number one is our ministry. If you're not partnered with Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, then partner. There's no gift too, too large and there's no gift too small. We have people that, that sow $5 a month. We got people that sow a lot more than that. But whatever, if you go to rickripministries.org, take a look at what God is doing through our ministry. And if you want to be part of it, just partner with us. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you haven't checked out our Patreon, let me just tell you that I'm putting out, Isabella and I are putting out content uh, on a regular basis that I do not put out on social media. And these are things about how to be, how to walk with God, how to be more productive, how to maximize your marriage, you know, your relationships, how to how to do things in, in corporate America and business, all of these things that God has graced us to do. We're putting out this content, we're sharing it with people. You should, if you're interested, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. But listen, go into this weekend. Have an amazing day. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. Walk in the spirit. Do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And watch this video again if you're led to. I'll see you on Monday morning. I love you. God loves you more. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 